The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In 1929, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson, who was living in Latvia after having been exiled by Russia from the Bolsheviks, he took a 10-month trip to the United States. This was before he moved to the United States. He moved in 1940, but in 1929, he visited for a 10-month period. Some 55 years later, an article appeared in the newspaper called the Jewish Press, and it talked about the events of that 1929 visit to the United States. And in response to that story that was published about that visit, there was a letter to the editor that came a week later, which I'll now paraphrase for you. And the person that wrote this letter said, I had the privilege of meeting the previous Rebbe during that famous trip of 1929. To this day, even in my old age, I think about the disrespect with which my friends and I initially spoke about this great man, and I cringe when I think about it. The six of us were in our late teens living in Philadelphia at the time. It was before the Depression, it was before World War II, and we were enjoying life. We had all but abandoned our Judaism. Occasionally, we'd attend reform services or join up with a Jewish youth group, we considered ourselves what we called progressive, enlightened, even superior Jews. One day we read in the papers that a man named Rabbi Schneerson, known as the Lubavitcher Rebbe, had come to town and that he would be receiving visitors at our home on 33rd Street. As we read the story, my friends and I talked amongst ourselves and we said, who does this rabbi think he is? Who does he think he is? He's coming here to give people blessings and advice? Where does he come off telling American Jews what's what? We were, they were upset. Let him stay in Europe. Who asked him to come to our country and tell us what we should do? Give us blessings. And we discussed this with our youth group leader. And he said, look, if it bothers you so much, why don't you visit him and ask him yourself? You want to know why he's visiting this country? Why doesn't he stay in Europe? Make an appointment. Talk to him and ask him. So we figured, yeah, you know what? Let's show this old-fashioned rabbi a thing or two. And so on Sunday, we got together. We went to the address on 33rd Street in Philadelphia. We climbed the steps to the front porch. We see through the window the house was crowded with people. We rang the doorbell, and a dignified, bearded man came to the door and inquired what we wanted. And we said, we want to see the Lubavitcher Rebbe. We have an, an important question to ask him. So the man took out a piece of paper, and he said, okay, what's your question? Well, we'd like to know if he really expects contemporary guys like us to keep up this old-fashioned religion in a modern country such as this. So the man says, you can see there's a long line of people waiting to see the Rebbe, but come in and I'll see what I can do. We said, no, we'd rather stay here on the porch. We're not going in. Barely a minute went by before the man came back and said, the Rebbe wants to see you right away. We were beyond surprise. We were ushered into the house, past the waiting crowd, up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs stood, stood the saintly rabbi. He was tall, handsome, with gleaming bright eyes and a warm smile. His hand was outstretched in greeting as we came up the stairs. He showed us into his room and he began to arrange the chairs around his desk to accompany the six of us. We offered to help him, but he insisted on doing it himself. He then looked up and he said, I want you to know that this is the happiest and most important moment for me since arriving in Philadelphia. And I know you're wondering about the people downstairs and why I invited you up ahead of them. The people downstairs are asking for my help. 
one man's daughter is not well, so I can pray for her recovery. But ultimately, it's dependent on God's mercy. Another person has a lawsuit, and he wants me to pray that he will prevail. Do I really know who is right and who is wrong in that lawsuit? Perhaps I can convince him to pray for justice. There's a man that wants to buy a business and wants blessings for its success. There again, I can put in a good word with the Almighty. But if that would make it automatic, I would be a wealthy man myself. But your request, your challenge, your question, that's one that I must be able to respond to. Otherwise, I have no right to be a rabbi. First of all, the Rebbe went on to say, there are 613 commandments in the Torah. And while the Lubavitcher Rebbe tries his best, he finds that it's not always possible to keep all of them. There are many mitzvahs that can only be performed by those living in Israel. There are many mitzvahs that can only be performed during the temple times. Only mitzvahs, there are some mitzvahs only for a king, some for men, some for women. So I can't do all 613 as much as I want to. So what do I do? Do I discard all 613 because I can't keep them all? No. I keep as many as I possibly can. I do the best I could. And that way I get closer to God with what I can do. The Rebbe is saying this to us. We're feeling this tremendous warmth, this love, this concern that was coming through his words and his eyes. And this venom that we felt and the cynicism that we felt coming in was melting away. And he continued by asking us to try, try, try to do something. Study the deepness of the Torah and keep as many mitzvot as you could, assuring us that in doing our utmost, yes, even living in this modern country of America, even being raised in the homes you were raised in, you would be doing the same thing as the Lubavitcher Rebbe. The same thing. Each of us striving to do what we can to come close to God. He then asked us for our Hebrew names and the names of our mothers. And then towards the end, he asked for a favor. He asked if he could have the honor of putting on tefillin with us, which we all did. Every one of us, we rolled up our sleeves. As much as we were cynics coming in, we felt a bond with this man. And each of us promised him that we're going to live up to his suggestions, that we're going to try, try to connect, pick the mitzvahs that we can. And he then blessed us individually. He shook our hands and we left. We walked through the crowd. We went out the door. We stood out the front porch and we stood on that porch for two more hours, shaken as we tried to process what had just happened. We all undertook to try from that point on to pray at least once a day. Another of us resolved to give up his Saturday work and give up so that he shouldn't work on Shabbos. Another one went on to become a Chabad Chassid. I can tell you that none of us, none of our lives were the same after that day. All six of us went on to raise nice Jewish families with a sense of joy and profound awareness that America is indeed no different. You see, that, my friends, that was the Pintalayid, that was the spark within the soul that the Rebbe was able to connect to to get beyond the division, get beyond the separation, get beyond the fact that they come from different continents and different backgrounds, and to connect to that part of the soul. And when you ignite that part of the soul, the Pintalayid, that spark of Judaism, reveals itself even more, and it shines forth. So we hear when we speak a lot, and we talk a lot about Jewish unity. But when you think about it, what is the common denominator amongst the Jewish people? After all, we have different languages, 
different cultures, different nationalities. What really binds us together in an enduring way? At the end of the day, my friends, we only have one single nucleus. The only thing that truly bonds us to one another is the Torah and its mitzvot. Nothing else has proven capable of holding us together for more than maybe a generation or two at best. This is what first forged us as a nation, and it is the only common thread that has linked one generation to the next throughout the millennia ever since. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.